0: exchange in polyamorous, sacred sexuality and fetishes, and as well as, as simply, simply fun, fun kink. Kink. You'll find shows on these topics and all things Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi
1: Dawn. Hi Dan. We just put in a few thousand miles in our little presenting, maybe not thousands of not 1,000, but over hundreds. a
0: 1,000. Yeah, I think yeah. it was 500 each way. Okay. All so, right. yeah, yeah. So, just had a fabulous weekend of uh, presenting in, mm-hmm. what, Allentown, Pennsylvania Mass Chapter? Yep, we did that Friday night. Mm-hmm. And then Central New Jersey Mass Chapter on Saturday afternoon. So... Two fantastic groups of people, so I hope I made a lot of friends.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and, and it's funny because we, we enjoyed Friday nights so much. We were like, I almost wish we didn't have another gig on Saturday because mm-hmm. it was Friday we worked out so well. The presenting went well. The after conversations went really well. Oh yeah! And then uh, Saturday was just just as equally wonderful. Absolutely. So, so um,
0: and we got to spend some time with seven oh five. So absolutely. that was nice. So um, so it was kind of neat to to know somebody that was there that we see a couple times a year. But, um, but it was great conversation, great stuff. Both groups picked uh, Living MS Your Way, mm-hmm. which is where they get to um, ask us questions, or actually they put questions on uh, uh, postcards, um, index cards, and then drop them in a bowl, and then we create the class from that as we go, kind of drawing each question and then figuring out how to do a segue from what we are talking about mm-hmm. to what we will be talking about. So so that's kind of neat, and it, it makes each class um, relatable, to the people are they, that are there because it's their questions. So that's kind of neat. I had a great time.
1: Absolutely. So. I did as well. And um, looking forward to the next presenting we're doing, I'm just looking at the notes here and we have other stuff coming up, but we'll talk about that shortly. We do have the um, top question of the day. We do. And, and we also have later into the podcast, we'll be speaking with Alexis who just published a book of, Some, as she describes it, fucking slutty erotica. And we'll be talking about that process and how that happened for shortly. Uh, First off, though, before we get into that, Dawn, the question of the day is this. What would you say is your absolute favorite Mass chapter? Well, Columbus, of course. Correct answer. (laughs) That was a trick question.
0: We know a lot of mass chapters, and yes. I'm like, oh, this one's tricky because um, it's, it's kind of neat. We were talking to mast people, fr- well, Friday night and Saturday, and um, they asked me if we had started the mast chapter in, in Columbus. I was like, no, actually, we didn't chart it, but start it, but our house members did. So it was Master Rick and Master Sherry who started the Columbus Mass Chapter, but then we had Master Rick and Slave Amber start the Cleveland Mass Chapter. So all of those were House Meta members. So that's kinda neat. I like that. Absolutely. And I was lying, that's not really the question of the day. I was just trying I didn't to take control between Mass is? Chapters we just went and I'm not picking between those two. They both they were both awesome. So no.
1: The, uh, so the question of the day has to do with, and you, you ended up getting this question from, I don't know where the question came from.
0: And I didn't write their name down, but it has been recently. So hopefully they're listening. So what is the question of the day? It is, um, as a reasonably new sub, how do I avoid the Velcro collar? I want to find a serious Dom and not just someone who wants casual play. Nothing wrong with that. I'm just not looking for it as I'm married and I want a committed DS relationship alongside my husband. So, that's a good question. That's someone that's actually been thinking about what it is that they want instead of just jumping in with slave crave and accepting the first offer.
1: So, you'll have to start off by defining what a Velcro collar is. Well, so, what does that mean?
0: I'm not sure with the way she's asking the question if it's the way I'm thinking of it, but what we used to call the Velcro collar was someone that jumped from collar to collar to collar, right? So they would jump into a new relationship because someone offered them a collar and they would want the collar so bad that they would take the collar and then realize that the person was actually a doofus that offered them the collar. So they would take that collar off and boom, jump right into the next relationship that was offered and, or when it started getting tough, they would take off the collar and go to the next collar. So, but, um, it, it seems to be someone that taking off the collar and putting on the collar seems to be easy.
1: So are you talking about, it It sounds like you're
0: saying that for the sub, it's the the one that's taking it off. That's it off. usually what we hear when we call Velcro collar. But I think the way she's doing it is that the Dom is giving and taking the collar. That um, she's, she's using the Velcro collar as a way of saying, um, not a serious collar. Yeah, that's, that's collar. the way
1: I would, that's the way I perceive a Velcro collar is more along the lines of a... Of a a dom who really isn't thinking things through very well and just wants to, to get his dick wet mm-hmm. says, well, let me you're new to the scene here. I'll collar you so that you'll be protected from all the other. doms. Right. Right. And uh, the idea of the Velcro collars, there's not a lot of commitment behind it, not a lot of responsibility and behind it.
0: The basis behind it. Right. The people I'm thinking of are from a long time ago and they were the submissives. And it's like, oh, I'll take his collar. And, oh, wait, I don't like this. And here's that person, so I'll take that collar. And, yeah, so it's just, but you're right. It's basically the underlying thing is they don't have a commitment. Mm-hmm. Somebody in there doesn't have a commitment. So um, so how can she avoid that? How can she avoid the Velcro collar, the play collars, versus a committed collar? So, well, now we're
1: going to have to define a little bit longer. The idea of a a play collar is... You see, here's the challenge, right? And here's where part of it is that we have negotiated beforehand. If we've negotiated, I'm going to collar you for this next hour so that we have this deep power exchange scene, Mm -hmm. that's fine. If you have said, look, I'm going to collar you for six months, right? I wouldn't call that a Velcro collar, right? That's a a time-bound
0: commitment. As long as they stick to
1: the six months. Yeah. Uh, with, if their intent is to stick to the six months. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So the situation with what, what I perceive as a Velcro collar is something that's done without a lot of responsibility, a lot of, you know, just more of a, yeah, I'll put a kind of like putting a wedding ring on somebody just to fuck them. hmm. Um, which would be a bizarre sort of thing, but I'm sure people do that too. So how her actual question is, regardless of how we define these different colors, how do you actually find somebody that is going to recognize you're looking for a significant, serious, long-term, committed power exchange relationship? Is that I think that's I
0: think that's how I perceive the question. So and um, you know and that can be challenging because the people, most of the people that I know that are in committed DS relationships, didn't just jump right in. Um, we talked about it. We talked about verbiage. We talked about experience. We talked about, even though you and I didn't have experience much, we still talked about it, um, laid out what it is we were looking for or what we kind of expected. And, you know, we didn't just jump right into it. Now I do know one long-term couple that did jump right into it and it worked for them. So I'm not saying this is the only way, but you know, for me, if it was someone that I met through FET or something like that, I would ask around. I would find out as much about this person as I could before even talking collar. So, but that's just me.
1: One of the aspects one of the red flags for me is how quickly they start talking about collar. Mm -hmm. You know, that would be, well, geez, you know, if, you know, part of it is simply, and again, as you mentioned earlier, right, we all perceive these things. We all look at these things. We all have our own set of definitions and views of things you know, maybe talk starting off with the conversation of what does an actual collar mean to you? If, you know, we've certainly heard people say, I consider a collar as significant as a wedding ring. Mm-hmm. And we've heard other people say different things. Right. Right? So ask the person and say, oh, you know, when you talk about collaring and collars, what does that mean to you? How significant is that to you? Mm-hmm. Um, that would certainly be one way to avoid the Velcro or or a situation you just don't want to be in.
0: Yep ask them what they plan for, um, communication strategy, right? You know, big things like that. Ask those questions. You know, um, um, you and I didn't have that conversation about communication for the first year because we weren't good communicators yet. And then we ended up building stuff into our contract that, um, this is how we'll communicate with each other if there's an issue or if there's a problem or how to bring it up. um, if rituals and protocols are important to you, ask about those, what will they be expecting? I know, um, bat is hanging out with someone right now that has unusual protocols that really works for them. So, you know, don't assume everybody's rituals and protocols are the same. And so for me, it's, yeah, it's just finding out as much information as possible about the person and, not jumping in. I mean, we've got people, even in this community, that, oh, who are they with this week? You know, because they're they're jumping around and, and not doing the research or having the commitment themselves. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the things that I would recommend as a new submissive and you're trying to find a serious dom... um You know, certainly one of the things you can do is ask around about, ask the person, ask about the person, ask around about the person, Mm -hmm. you know, ask the person. And there are no absolutes, and we're not, not trying to suggest that this is the one true way to do things. But, you know, if the person's not involved in your local community and, you know, therefore nobody knows who they are, you know, that you might ask them, why is that? Why aren't you involved in the local community? And some people have wonderful reasons, and mm-hmm. some people simply have excuses. But find out from them what, and if they are involved in the local community, ask them what the past—you know—if you've had submissives and slaves in the past, what's been the situation there? How long did they last, and why did they? And by the way, one of the things I always do, and if I'm looking at, uh, to begin a relationship with a new submissive or a slave, is I give them the names of my previous submissives and slaves. Mm-hmm. I say, go talk to them, go find out. You can find out a lot about the relationship style from somebody that no longer with that person. Why did they break up? Did they dump you because you were a loser? Did they break up with you because you went back on your word a lot? Or was there some other reason? You know? If I as somebody who as a you know, if I'm gonna tell people, oh yeah, I'm a serious dom and I'm really into the, the lifestyle part and plays fine, but I'm more into the long term commitment. And yes, I've had slaves in the past, but I'm not willing to tell you who those slaves are. You know, that's that's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Why wouldn't you? You know, and, and even if the relationship ended not on the best of terms. Um, I still don't think that's a reason to avoid letting a potential new submissive talk to previous submissives.
0: Mm-hmm. I hear you. All that makes sense to me. So I think that's the advice that we have. <laughs> for the moment. So about Velcro collars, we wish you luck in finding what you're looking for. You might have to wade through a bit of people. <laughs> I, you know, I
1: think <laughs> one, of the, one of the big keys is you start off early with somebody when you say, you know, I'm not looking for casual play. I'm mm-hmm. looking for something. I'm looking for this instead. And people that are only into it for casual play will quickly
0: drop off. Drop off. off. Yeah, you know? they'll drop off. So, Or, or they will become annoyingly challenging. Like they want to challenge you all the time. Right. Why? Why don't you like this? Why don't you? And remember that you're allowed to just say no. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You don't have to explain yourself. So, if
1: you awesome. have a question of the day or would like to get a hold of us for any other reason, you can contact us at Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com.
0: Or do like a lot of people are doing, contact us through Fet Life. Our group is Erotic Awakening Two Words, and we are the owners. You can track us down that way.
1: Other ways to contact us, as well as where we will be presenting past podcast episodes, link to the newsletter, and other junk can be found at (laughs) eroticawakening.com.
0: Awesome, awesome. So, yes, everything is found there. And you were saying including where we're going to be presenting at next. So, we can... We've got a few things coming up, don't we? Coming up. Yeah, you should tell people what you got coming up next, which you found quite surprising. So, yes. Well, that's because you were supposed to be doing this next weekend. Um, is it Polyall All Seasons or it is. is it Summer Loving?
1: It is. Polyall All Seasons is the
0: overall event. And this is oh. Endless Poly Summer that's coming got up. Got it. Got it. Okay. So, and it's an abrams creek west virginia Mm -hmm. so you were going to be teaching um eight poly tools and what do buddhists know about polyamory but work decided to be a pain in the ass and tell you that you couldn't take vacation time so instead of canceling i'm going to go out and do it for him since we've uh, taught these classes together many times so i can i can take over and help you out so that should be fun it's a camping event right absolutely so although there I'll are cabins, out there,
1: <laughs> you can do tents, you can do cabins, you can there's there's indoor plumbing, there's outdoor plumbing, there's wi fi very wonderful place out there.
0: Awesome. You've been a couple of times at this point, haven't you? No, just once. Just just the once. Mm-hmm. So, awesome. I hear it's a great time. I'm actually looking forward to to getting out there and checking it out. And um the people that run it are usually presenters for us at BTL or have been a couple of times over the years. And I think they are this year too. So, it it'll, it'll be nice to spend time with them too. I don't usually get to spend time with some of our uh presenters <laughs> for yep. BTL. So, That'll be fun. And then I'm going to leave there and finish up by going back to the ocean and visiting family. So that'll be fun. Um, we've probably got other stuff scheduled as well. But the next thing I see on our list after that is Fetish Foreplay Friday in Columbus, Ohio in October. So we'll be teaching, uh, teaching sensual spanking at our local guilty pleasures group. So yep. that'll be kind of neat. And we put it out that far because my ass is still numb from the surgery so we'll see it should work now i've had i've had some play at this point and we figured out how to make me be able to feel it you just have to hit harder (laughs) Uh, there you go go. my skin doesn't feel
1: it but the muscles do (laughs) so don i want to mention to you lately you've been doing a lot of posting you just mentioned you're going to go to this polyamory thing coming Mm -hmm. up and you've been doing a lot of posting on polyamory what if i told you there was a class on vulnerability in poly relationships or how to have a difficult conversation, or how to make safer sex sexier, or how to set boundaries in polyamory, or what to do when you're poly sensitive, like dealing with jealousy, compersion, and all the feels, or you're into re- relationship anarchy, or an buttload of other stuff.
0: What would I tell you? Yes, I helped pick those classes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps you would tell me. <laughs> I could attend beyond the love. Yes, and actually I actually attend those classes myself and find out all those things. Tickets are now on sale for Beyond the Love, and you can find out more information at beyondthelove.org. It is a three-day polyamory event, unlike any other in the nation.
0: And early bird tickets are on sale until the end of this month, I believe. That is correct. So, um, and we always sell out, and there's always a waiting list that doesn't get in. We are in a bigger hotel this time, so hopefully we won't have to go to the waiting list part, but I would absolutely get your tickets now, especially while they're cheaper, so... Yay! I hope to see you guys.
1: So the uh, last thing we want to mention before we get into our um, interview with Alexis and her slutty erotica would be: I see that you do have a, uh, a note <laughs> about eel insertion. So I do. What that so
0: um, Ohio Hedgehog. I just had a lunch with him last last week, and he said uh, that. Uh, he needs to get me some more stuff so that his name will be on the podcast again. So, but instead of sending tentacles, he sent me a picture of eel insertion. So it's a drawing, thank God, because I don't like eels at all. <laughs> I used to go fishing as a kid. And if you caught an eel, you cut your line. They were allowed to have the bait, the hook, the sinker, everything. It did not <laughs> work with eels. Um, but this is of a girl in a fish tank. So she's sitting on top of the fish tank with her butt in the water and the eels have found their way in and it's, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I'd much rather have tentacle monsters, than... <laughs> eels for some reason. Yeah, but uh, cool. It's along the same line. So it works. And then there was, I'm going to pre- pronounce it as Zach 8 from FetLife and he sent us a link to a tabletop game mm-hmm. called You Can't Handle the Tentacles. And supposedly you own a military base, but this giant tentacle monster has come in and wiped out your power stations and stuff like that, and you're supposed to you're supposed to figure it out from there. But uh he sent me the link to everything that you print out so that you can play the game. Yeah,
1: I see that. I'm looking at it now. It is a print and play game. Uh-huh. Um and it looks pretty neat, exactly as you described. A yeah.
0: tentacle monster trying to
1: take over your military base. Uh-huh. Can't,
0: can't beat that. So that would be fun. So I'm having fun with ours <laughs> as well. Oh, we listen to a neat book on the car trip, too. That's one of the things that I miss, that we don't have a lot of car trips anymore. We'll go mm-hmm. months without a car trip, and then we'll have, you know, like back-to-back like we just did, and we get to listen to these audio books and so and we like sci-fi and fantasy and you know though i so said you should find some erotica ones too except then we'll never yeah, make it to, i can <laughs> where... never find i have yet to find it
1: well you know what maybe alexa's book will be may, maybe she'll make an audio book out of it but oh that would uh, be fun so the book that we just listened to for our, our listeners uh, information that we
0: recommend for anybody that's uh
1: kinky and geeky <laughs> and this is definitely on the geeky side it's got nothing to do with the kinky side it's called uh, Split the Party Spells, Swords, and Stealth Series Number Two by Drew Hayes. It's a uh, we listened to the audio book that was narrated by Roger Wayne. Lot of fun.
0: So book one was fun. Book two was fun, and it's about character NPCs, right? Yes. So non-player characters from tabletopping. If you guys know what that is and um if you don't know what that is then you may
1: not enjoy the book a whole lot
0: no i don't think you would understand it too much because it's about dice rolling and or well there's a little background about dice rolling and stuff like that but the main characters don't do that so but lots of fun and i get to spend time with you so that's always a good time
1: so here we are under the in the middle of our july party here at the space we're actually back into our little office studio and we were just speaking with somebody outside who said that they published uh, the way that uh, our friend Bat uh explained it, uh, fucking slutty erotica. <laughs>
0: but she wasn't really outside. See, she was in the social room. Yes. We didn't just pull her off the street. No, up.
1: good point. She was <laughs> okay. actually at the party. Yes. So, uh, Alexa, thank you for joining us on the podcast. So, tell me about this fucking slutty erotica. Is <laughs> that how you describe it, or is that just how bet it's it. pretty
2: slutty yeah. um it's uh so i try to just do a lot of different genres i don't like to label myself or put myself into one thing so mm-hmm. um i've done uh gay i've done um like the one that i was just explaining to you about the guy shipwrecked on the island with the horny women that are trying to take him captive um we've done strict bdsm just straight you know daddy dom erotica that type of thing and um We've done uh, fake incest porn, fake rape, you know, just all kinds of different things. And um, so, yeah, it's, it's very slutty. It's very erotic, I think. Um, it's gotten a, a fair amount of downloads. So,
1: so how do you – do you have to find these things erotic yourself to write erotically? Or is it more like a third person like – if, like if I was to write a, a detective novel – I'm not a detective, but I could f- pretend –
2: I think um, it depends on the person. For me, uh, to really feel like I'm selling it, I have to be into it, and that's just a personal thing. I have a friend who also does this, and she, I think, can write about anything and and make it fascinating and and totally hot and erotic, but I think for me, I have to be a little bit into what I'm talking about, otherwise I'm just not going to have the emotion behind it to to really sell it to the audience, so... Mm -hmm. Uh, so I take a lot of buzz breaks in between to kind of just enjoy myself and then go back to the writing because I have trouble focusing.
1: Okay. Now, <laughs> you told us earlier that you self-publish. So what is that journey like? Is it easy to
2: self-publish on Amazon? It, it is. Um, I would encourage anyone who's interested in writing to do it. Um, it doesn't cost anything. Uh, basically, you write your book, um, find a pricing structure that works for you. So what I stick to is um, if it's a short story between three and 5,000 words, mm-hmm. then um, I'll put it on Amazon for like... 199 $1.99 to $2.99, depending on where it falls in that category. And upwards, if you do like a collection of stories a little bit more, or if you're just getting teaser books out there, maybe 99 cents. Um, But Amazon will walk you through the process. You just have to create an account with them. They will step-by-step tell you how to upload your book. Um, If you're not good with creating a cover in, say, InDesign or Photoshop, something like that, they have a cover creator. They will help you... um, Really, the hardest thing that I've had to deal with is just uh, finding stock photos, some kind of some image that will uh, entice the reader to, mm-hmm. to start reading the book. So, Right.
0: What do you – go ahead, Donna. Oh, no, I was going to ask, is it just Kindle or do you also have print on demand? Do you have paperback?
2: Um, there is an option for paperback if you okay. want to do it. I haven't done it, so I can't really speak to if it works well or if people so enjoy doing it. Kindle, which is like a lot of people read yeah, anyway. and It's easiest yeah. for me, so I do that. But there are also other sites. Um, you, know, you can give Amazon the exclusive rights to your book, and then that will um, generate more sales, they say. I don't know if that's really true. Um, but you can also um, publish for The Nook uh, on barnesandnoble.com, and you can also do um, there are places – like Smashwords mm-hmm. and uh, all romance eBooks, where um, lots of writers publish there as well. So,
0: Ooh, would our sex stories and power exchange count as romance? romance? <laughs> no, it would not.
1: <laughs> uh, one more question for you, if you don't mind. Sure. What are you going to do tonight? That's going to translate into your next book.
2: Um, that's a good question because I was actually thinking about whether or not I would uh, make this into a full story. I think I will. This um, Tonight will actually be my first time out and about playing with a partner who is not uh, my regular partner. Oh, okay. So this is a new experience for me. Um, I'll be playing with uh, somebody else, and she's uh, very exciting and has been teasing me for a couple weeks now online about what we're going to be doing. So they're probably talking amongst themselves about <laughs> how they're going to torture me tonight, so we mm-hmm. will see.
1: Yeah, actually, we don't have a podcast. We're just separating <laughs> no. you from them <laughs> while
2: they set that up.
1: All right, so tell me, Alexis, where can we find your books?
2: Um, they're under, uh, Kitty Cavanaugh or Alexis Schneider. I'm starting to go by my regular name just to kind of get out there. Uh, and they're on Amazon. Um, you can find them. If you look on Amazon, you'll see my writer author page mm-hmm. and it'll show you all of the books that I have available. And do
1: you have a blog as well?
2: I do have a blog as well. Um, we write for body positivity. So we have a blog called BigPeopleBlog.com. Okay. And, uh, it's where we just write, we give fashion advice. We talk about lifestyle choices and things like that. Nice, nice.
1: All right. Thank you very much. Thank you. Our music is
0: ended.
1: Our end music (laughs) is provided by Pocket Universe. You're listening to a
0: song called Wim. The official EA twatter. We have not been twatted in a long time, so we don't have one. We may have to take that off. The person we've met most recently is... Oh, that we met recently... Uh, Tide Elf. Tide Elf. 705. But we knew 705. Uh, I'm trying to think of other FET names. I can't think of other FET names, and I've already had a couple of them write me. So we'll say Tide Elf. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: the current sender of Tentacles is Ohio Hedgehog. Hedgehog.
0: Yep. And Zach 8. And the provider of graphic novels is still Johnny Jackhammer and the lovely Good Witch of the North. And
1: the official food that goes on Boob is garlic, cheese, and white pepper sprinkled popcorn. Bye-bye. bye